Hello and welcome to Penny Earful, the officially unofficial podcast for Showtime's Gothic Horror Television series. I'm starting to speak the verbis Diablo. Too many podcasts in one day. I know, I'm on overload. Uh, Penny Dreadful, this for episode 304, A Blade of Grass. A Blade of Grass. I'm your host, Aaron. And, and I'm Cecily. Is Cecily. Sorry. Thought you let me come one. in sooner. God damn it. <laughs> Let's get on the same Cecily. page and My name's track. Cecily. Cecily. Uh, what'd you think of this episode? I loved it. This Rory, was a standout episode. Rory Kinnear has already played multiple different people and plays many more within the same episode and really shows off his acting chops. You know, I'm glad I finally got to see him in a role that I appreciated because yeah. I have gotten antipathy towards his John Clare Caliban character. And there's lots of various reasons why I bitch and moan about it. But his orderly slash Lucifer slash Dracula. Incredible incredible and especially since ava green was pitching 105 mile an hour fastballs right as well uh and she was pitiable and terrifying and commanding and everything and like the physicality of performance continues to impress me it's incredible she's such a tiny person that i'm surprised she doesn't break when she just throws herself against the door or wall or this. i mean something that looks painful like yeah. the amount of times she shattered her knees on this tile floor oh my goodness and the way she would like dig her nails and toenails into the, the floor the and the flooring s- and the squeaking wall yeah but she also did a lot of quiet stuff like the way she kind of like would sit on the edge of the padded bed and draw her feet up and, and make her look so small and the way her toes would like absentmindedly trace the grouting like there was a lot of like right. it wasn't just the big flashy stuff and her floating in the air and speaking demon words it was the the quiet points too right and this is the character she was born to play i believe and she's just killing it she's even found finds founds finds ways to emote when she's in a near catatonic state it's i i mean it's incredible her they've sweat got, is acting They've got an uphill battle to ever win an Emmy for this show, I feel like, because it's just, it's on Showtime, and it's this ridiculous show about gothic horror, but really from an acting standpoint, it is, you know, going to be increasingly hard to ignore. If you're going to start nominating Game of Thrones characters, and especially American horror characters, then... Oh, for you, real? Yeah. There, That's there not needs even a comparison. Be, and, you know, and again, I don't really, you know, the Emmys are not the end-all, be-all of awards. It's such that any award is, but damn, damn, it's hard to see an episode like this and not think that it shouldn't get a little bit of attention. Right. In whatever way that is. Yeah. Let's remember, we need to write this down for the Baldies. Yeah, definitely. And that's the other thing. I... This this doesn't get a lot of review or notice or like it does a, amongst not. any like you know the AV Club writes an article about it and this but but right. the big my people go- my Google search for reviews this week came up with one page yeah. less than a page yeah it's it's incredible yeah but I'm I glad mean, we're the reviewing walls the Pony Wozniks and etc don't don't really talk about the show much so uh, glad that we're here to talk about it. And that's right. what we're going to do. It has earned it. What do you say about an episode that has exactly one set? Two, uh, I guess, if you count Seward's office. You would call that a bottle episode. <laughs> you would call this a bottle. This is the classic example of a bottle episode. And uh, the set, I thought, was great, too, because they were able to do interesting things with the lighting. Like, depending on her mood, it was either a pitch black cell or it was, you know, a fairly warmly lit 
room, and then when the demons were or, came strode forth, they could like play with light and shadow, and right. Or when God's there with her, she's bathes in this blue light. It's, yeah. It, yeah, and I think I was just listening to another one of your own podcasts today about uh, believable lighting, uh-huh. and that you can believe that this room has just those two dim light bulbs, but you believe that the light is naturally coming from that source as they light for each scene. Yeah, and then it also supports supernatural lighting, as you mentioned. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's a pretty nice, pretty pretty nice set. Pretty nice set. I, I, it looks like what you would find in a sanitary, maybe larger than I would suspect. Yeah. I'm also wondering what the hell the other um, patients are doing while... Or how many other women are there? John Clare is focusing 100% of his time and attention on uh, <laughs> this wayfish uh, Ava Green. Well, they seem to all be uh, trying to pretend to be normal and complying, at least. Mm. Um, so... We... Yeah, he only gets the one scratch on his face. Three. No, but I'm saying like it's not like he comes in and he's just the other the other right the other patients be other patients sh- might need to uh, step it up a bit might need to be squeak um, squeak squeak your wheel a bit if you want the orderly grease yes that and sounds then, gross I, yeah, that's and here's the other thing because I came in wanting to hate John Claire but I eventually couldn't because I'm just gonna call him the orderly for the purposes of this episode and never know his real name that's true that's true and and I feel like that. You know, I brought in all my kind of hatred towards his character, and I was expecting him to be kind of like, a, you know, a, 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 well, forgive the expression, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, or he would be manipulative, or he might do something untoward. But, and, and I guess it did round into kind of a love affair by the end of things, but I didn't mind it. it and, and also, it was very chaste. Like, I, 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 I was thinking when she grabbed him naked and started kissing him, it's like, oh, how are you going to spin this to the wife? <laughs> right. And, you know? Or or at this point, does the devil take over and he actually does have sex with her? Sure. And, also, right. and, and you know, the fact that he clearly loves his wife and he wants to ma- main, you know, be faithful to her, yet he spent- at one point Vanessa just essentially doesn't take no for an answer and, and forces herself on him. Uh, but he still, at the end of the day, uh, rejects her advances. I, he seems like a stand-up guy. And he loves his, his wife and son. What happens, because I guess before this episode, I thought that she had, would wind up killing him. And I guess that might still be on the table. It might be. It'd be he for... hasn't left yet. And she hasn't gotten her surgery yet. Yeah, but it seems like now I'm one. And I thought, it's like, oh, well, when they both regain their memories, what's this going to be like? You know, right, they, they liked right. each other, but now they're mortal enemies. I think now, how can like you be mortal enemies when you, your most recent memory is having this connection in the soup cave. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say soup kitchen, but it was an the underground cave. type of, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I, yeah, now I, I really don't know what, when they get their memories back, what did they make of it? Because I don't see anything in here. Why? Why would they wouldn't just join forces? Right. Exactly. I mean, can maybe powerful allies? Except that the fact that I hate modern day John Clare, but but he might get a lot of the sticks out of his ass once he, or he might be even more outraged that he was basically a good guy and he got shafted by life. Right. I, I don't know. I think it all comes down to how did he die? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He quit the job at the sanitarium, got a factory job, and got mangled. The first day. First his day. first day. Yep. <laughs> Just mangled his face. It took him under, yeah. How those principles work out for you, Johnny? <laughs> Actually, he got he got dragged into some machinery with a couple other guys, so 
he is just those pieces put together, like mm-hmm. the classic Frankenstein monster. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like he at least got his hair from someone else. Definitely. And they've always had that kind of like scalp scar where it's like he had a full like, you know, right. hair club for men style <laughs> transplant. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I don't know. I'm I'm freshly intrigued with his character. And also, I kind of like the mythology. This seems like the fulfillment of the Mad Monk's uh, story that he carved mm-hmm. on the different artifacts and whatnot from last season about the fallen angel split twain, split yes. in twain. And he's got a physical side and a spiritual side, and they both want. There's only one Vanessa, and I, I, I don't have a good, I don't have a good feeling on what she is because she's something significant. They're right. talking about her being there in the beginning, capital T, capital P, and only one of them can have her. But uh, I, I, and, and to what end? It seems like to usher in some kind of Ragnarok Armageddon style thing, right? And how the Wolf of God is there to oppose her, and what Hectate. But, but I like how the mythology keeps kind of coming into focus. Exactly. Seems like it answers a lot of questions about what is the nature of Dracula, and like how can Dracula be more powerful than Lucifer? I did hear some or read online. Um, and hear some murmurings about her being uh, Lilith. Yeah, the original but what does one. One what? Which was um, the other woman that was created yeah. at the same time as Adam and Eve. Lil- yeah, so so depending on which bullshit mythology you want to listen and there's to, there's so many. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then you start talking about like you know True Blood's take spin on the Lilith theory. But well, we're it, not talking about that right now. <laughs> like Lilith is an apocryphal character that was the first wife of Eve. Her first wife of uh, Adam, and she was rejected because what? She was too. She was too vain, I guess. Yeah, she was. Too, she was too equal to Adam. Too worldly. It was some, something along the lines of like she was like too much woman for Adam to handle. So God created a slightly dumber model. Yeah, which is essentially you. So congratulations, you're yeah. you're. Just uh, I'm, I have direct roots back to Lilith. Do you? Yes. You're, the, you're the original stock. Okay, that yes. explains so much. Yes. No mere rib meat are you. <laughs> uh, so. um, do you want to? Do you want to run through her progression of crazy and not crazy? So uh, just sure. in the very beginning, we find out that she's been she's spent five months in that padded room and has essentially no all of her memories repressed. Yes. It's amazing that she couldn't even remember this guy. And she talks about how we barely spoke. Well, bullshit. Yeah. Not only did you speak, but demons spoke through him. Like, there was a lot that went on there, Vanessa. Yeah. That, that uh, you know, drill bit to the head took, took, a lot, took a lot out of you. And if you are forgetting, which my memory was a little fuzzy, in the episode five in the first season, Closer Than Sisters, we get Vanessa's story after she got out of the... Uh, asylum and we got more of the treatment side right like seeing what this hydrotherapy right exactly and And hydrotherapy was a bathtub full of ice they sprayed her down with a hose they they gave her this this uh primitive lobotomy and then they sent her home because they couldn't fix her and that's when she had sex with uh malcolm Mm -hmm. malcolm's last name or his first name sir malcolm yes Yes. (laughs) I, i forget what his first name is now Malcolm Murray is what I'm thinking, but I don't think that's right. Oh, um, yeah. In that case, his first it would be his first name. Right. Uh, so it doesn't matter. But that's when the de- devil first comes to her and they have sex. And it's as Malcolm. But it's also... What do you call this? It's not a hallucination or an Im- 
made up, but it's a projection, I guess. Yeah. A projected it, person. It, that's the thing. It does seem like it's time almost stops. And that's what I've always wondered. It's the like, room where time always or time always stops mm-hmm. time doesn't proceed what is it how do, so, so <laughs> yeah it's say? it's not i don't even think they're literally possessing their bodies i think that this is kind of like a fracture in time this pocket dimension that they're able to take her to which lasts as long or as short as they need and to to do whatever they need to her to, for her, their purposes or they just hijack her mind true that could all be that's another way to interpret it yeah uh, so anyway, that was uh, just a refresher on those two stories coming together. Um, she's not eating. He has to force feed her. Pretty creepy stuff. Which, But on the other hand, I thought it was as gentle and compassionate as possible under the circumstances. Right. But here at this point, I'm sh- still not sure of his intentions. He's telling yes. her that she's going to be fixed and they're taking care of her. And she I'm just like, needs You better to get well or it. it's going to get worse. I'm much. that's not you know, helpful when you have a mental illness. Right. So after the hydrotherapy, he gives her a blanket for the night. And this is his first act of compassion, really. Before we go on, because I also want to talk about this, him putting the food in the middle of the floor and then their little mind game they played with each other. What was that all about? I think he was trying to coax her into taking care of herself or making decisions for herself, just like a child. Essentially trying to make her engage in self-care. Exactly. Okay. Uh, to nurture yourself or comfort yourself. Um, She was being very obstinate by refusing to get it. Yeah, of course. Even to the point where she was standing right in front of it, asking him to bring it to her. Um, So, yes, he gives her the blanket for the night, and I can't believe they put her in that room just still soaking and dripping wet. That's part of the, you know, it's part of the hydrotherapy. I just don't understand why women actually went through this and this reminds me of boardwalk empire last season where they pulled out all of her teeth and this is a real thing that happened Mm -hmm. yeah if anything they're kind of sugarcoating how bad it could get right um start cutting organs out but it's not like they had a choice like this was essentially it's uh, true but your family had a choice when they put you there but i mean they were this it's hard for me to condemn this because this was the very beginnings of science. And it's like, and you know, if we want to make another scary, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they get hysterical. Uh, if you want to make another comparison to a big budget cable drama, look at, um, you know, the Nick, mm-hmm. like on the one hand, they were butchering people. On the other hand, they were working on techniques that really did kind of pioneer the state of the art and pioneer techniques that we benefit from today. And when you're dealing with the mind, like, you know, there's still so many antidepressants and antipsychotics that they don't know why they work. Right. They don't have, they have theories on the mechanisms for action. But if you start reading some of the, you know, like the, the, the go on the Wikipedia and research your favorite, you know, phar- pharmacological, uh, uh, medication, mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy because they're just like we, you know, here's a possible theory, a mechanism of action, and here's another possible, and but they don't really know. So it's like, and and that's the thing. Like you had people that are sincerely trying to pledge a, forge ahead. You had other people who were probably crazy themselves and just you know, wackadoo pulling out teeth and doing what because they thought mm-hmm. it was rotting the brain. But the families believe that this is how you got help. 
like you know you could go to a witch doctor or you could go to an actual doctor and just the problem in in this year they they were kind of one in the same right it makes me think you know a hundred years from now what are we doing today that's going to seem so primitive and outdated? oh yeah like oh the, indeed the clothes we're wearing to be very uh outdated i don't know no, I, I mean, I I guarantee there'll be there'll be stuff that we do today that is going to be decried Probably as crazy like in a hundred years medically. Treatments and- oh sure, you actually shot the patient full of poison <laughs> and hope the poison killed the cancer faster than the patient. How you bombarded. Many died? You bombarded them with radiation. Are you out of your fucking minds? Yeah, like when they have, have this the magic key and right. they have some kind of super virus that just affects the cancer. Not it's going to look barbaric, but yeah. it's literally the best we got now. So, yes, that just is shocking to me, but it makes sense. So, after he takes her blanket, that's when she snaps. Sure. Took her took her banky. You can't snaps do that. Snaps for the worse or better? I know, because it seems like this is the start of her uptick. Although, I because exactly. it, it kind of goes back and forth. This is a woman who was not eating because she wanted to die, and now this is a woman who's fighting to warm herself. It seems like a positive sign of change for me, but... You know, you can't just cut someone's face and get away with it. No, no, you can't. Especially when, I don't know, it's funny because she maintains a couple times that there's nothing really wrong with her. She's just possessed by the devil, um, which I would suggest is probably some form of mental illness. But True, in this but show's in this universe, universe yeah, yeah, I mean, she's, that's just, that's a valid, <laughs> that's a valid diagnosis. Yes, she is God's vessel. Um, uh, so they straight jacket her for that and... He has to feed her. Uh-huh. And they talk about the reason why she thinks she's not normal. But she's, she's normal for being different. Yeah, she doesn't want to be a cog or a freak. And he suggests there's an alternative to demon-possessed Harridan, and that is <laughs> his wife and the other women he know who are... You know, that's the thing. It's like, what... I, a, uh, you know, late 18th century man's appraisal of the women around him i wonder of what value that would be to vanessa not much yeah i mean like oh your wife is normal and she just stays at home with her child and she cooks food for you and she presses your clothes and she's ever so supportive about your taking and makeup to your you know work wife like what what I is mean, that I what guess is it normal depends. at this point he's been kind to her if not very strict in upholding late, the regulations. Late 19th century, too, I suppose. <laughs> right. So, uh, I, I don't know. I think it just depends on how he treats her. Yeah. Is how she would deem that he treats other people in his life. But yeah, that's how I go about Did you think anything about the fact that we know this guy works the night shift, so this always takes place at night. But uh, throughout the episode, she originally prefers that it be night, and then she professes, because she can't tell either way. Mm-hmm. Which, man, that's got to be another yes. fucking crazy way to live, to when not be sure. When you sleep, when you wake up, when yeah. you're hungry. I mean, that's a that's an interrogation tactic. Yeah. So, um, but the, she then decides that she prefers it to be the daytime. Are we supposed to see from that more mental progress or emotional progress? Is she starting to heal? I believe so. Okay. That's what they're trying to say. Um, so in that, I'm going to go back to this place where he's feeding her and she's in the straight jacket for the first time. Um, he brought a spoon ho- from home for her. 
a, wood- a wooden spoon so that it wouldn't hurt her teeth. The one he used to feed his little boy, who's yeah. also sick. Hasn't been washed. He also <laughs> uses it on all the other women patients that you don't see. And you now have tuberculosis, so have fun with that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, but it's better than... Well, they didn't know germ theory. <laughs> well, it hadn't quite, it hadn't quite uh, gotten yeah. through all the medical journals at the time. But uh, this is the first time that Lucifer takes possession of the orderly. Um, which is really creepy, unexpected. Did you see this coming? No, but it was like a is a gasp inducing event the first time you see it, right? Because it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, his eyes just turn black, and I was uh, I, I was kinda... unsure whether at this point I was unsure whether he is always dormant in the orderly and is trying to. I don't think so. No, no, no. I'm saying at this point in the episode that that was my mindset. Now, let me ask you this, because now that I've seen this a couple times, I almost wish they hadn't put this scene in so that when he asks, why do you think the devil wants you, it just hits you with full force. I agree. Because I don't, this was just such a tease, and it didn't really, I don't think it, like, it added anything to the episode. It's almost like, I don't know, maybe like, hey, we haven't done anything supernatural, like this whole episode. We gotta get some dark, we gotta get some black eyes in here. We gotta get some shark eyes going, or... right the Twilight fans are going to be tuning out. I think what it did was it just shocked her enough that she induced a conversation with Dr. Seward Uh, where Dr. Seward was able to get through to her and they could communicate about what she's seeing, what she's feeling. Yeah. She can't get her out. I think that if it had happened when in the later point in the episode, that it would have just taken away from that scene. If she had a conversation with Dr. Seward first. And also I guess it's, has us questioning how we feel about the orderly the whole time. Exactly. And also shows just as they were building up this level of trust um, and mutual admiration, now she has a reason to distrust this man. Right. Um, So, yeah. And that would be, you know, anytime you got to imagine that if you're talking to your best friend, all of a sudden their eyes go shark black and they start talking demon voice. Like that would be a pretty freaky thing. Oh, is that not a normal thing? (laughs) You don't have any friends that do that? Nope. Um, so her treatments did increase and all we see is that they are keeping her in a straight jacket at all times and they have this gag in her mouth all the time. Well, if she wouldn't go around taking her clothes off and kissing people, yeah. maybe she wouldn't get the bit. But Which that's is terrible, terrible because they take it out and she can't close her that's mouth. That's the thing. That's maximum pitifulness when they, and her mouth is gaping open and he has to gently close it. Yeah. Um, and this is the scene where he brushes her hair and makes her up, which I thought, oh, this is interesting. He's trying to save her from this trepanning, and he's trying to help her fool the doctors and making them think, oh, she's taking better care of herself and right. she's looking healthier. But it seems like it was only to prop her up and remind her of this is who you really are. Exactly. Look, you can be beautiful again or this is you have color well, on your face yeah there you go know. i was gonna say because i don't know that his makeup job was was gonna win any uh any emmys <laughs> but no no hair and makeup awards for him he did good enough he uh and he reads her poetry from robert Louis stevenson's my shadow mm-hmm. it's interesting and it's very she sad. actually sees shadows later mm-hmm. of the beasts and the demons. And you find out that it's Christmas. And I think larger to the point, he did this as a special Christmas treat. Exactly. I thought this was creepy. Although he could tell her it's Christmas like once a month. And how would she know? Because she has no clock. She has no right. window. I would like, want someone to just keep telling me it's Christmas. Hell yeah. So hell yeah. happy all the time. Yeah. 
I just thought this was incredibly creepy. I thought it was going to a dark place when he was brushing her hair and putting makeup on her. And uh, I never did because at first I thought he was just – I felt at this point that the idea that he would hurt her in any way was past and that he was genuinely trying to help. But if you harbored in the back of your mind the idea that he might hurt her – I don't know if it probably was that was. so much, but, but along the theme of him saying that you just have to get better, just get better. Just here, I'm going to force it on you, and you'll be better, right? Yeah. You makeup on and brush your hair. And he has to take can... it all off, and that was really sad. And yeah. then put the bit back in her mouth, and she's just doing this work. I mean, I don't even know exactly what she was thinking. And I mean, she... she seemed to appreciate it, because she did look at her reflection, and she cried. And but she... there was something dehumanizing when he was wiping the makeup off of her, and he even acknowledged that it's, you know, there's a charge, a change in the charge in the air, and he's like, you know, one of these days you're going to walk out of here, and no one's going to touch you, much less put makeup on, put you. Makeup on you or take it off without your leave. Right. So, this is about where I started to come around on him. Uh, so the next scene that they have together is her confessing how lonely she is and how her parents stopped visiting her, which actually I'm kind of shocked they ever visited it at all. Yeah. Um, she'd shit the bed pretty hard with the whole fucking your best friend's fiance and yeah. causing all the trouble. Right. Um, so she's just in desperate need of affection. So she disrobes and starts kissing him and eventually he does stop her, helps her with, put her clothes back on. Yep. Um, and she's comparing herself to Joan of Arc, uh-huh. which is favorable. And we found that that was one, that was a touchstone for her in episode two when they were talking about, uh, com- or was it ep- the first episode where she was talking to Dracula, as it turns out, and he was, oh, I'm Captain Nemo. And she's like, oh, I'm Joan of Arc. Yeah. That's my uh, spirit animal. Exactly. So he he warns her again that if she doesn't start to show signs of progress or if she doesn't comply or do what whatever, that it will continue to be bad. They're going to drill a hole in your head and start poking around. And, and he gives her a very scary warning, but she says that I just got to be me. Yeah. And I mean, she does, it turns out, try, but I... That's the thing that I kept coming back to in this episode is you cannot tell a person who's depressed or I mean there's a lot of um I mean yeah at the at, at the at the one level yes yeah, she's possessed or she's got some kind of demon problem on the other hand it's also a commentary about how people treat mental like you know snap out of it yeah quit acting crazy exactly you know that's not just, why that. can't you just be happy yeah it's yeah exactly it's not that simple right. So it's also a very modern view on depression and mental illness, it turns out. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we don't know how the drugs work. We don't know why people feel this way. But uh, if someone is sad in your life, mm-hmm. support them. Don't tell them to snap out of it. Yeah. Wooden um, spoons, remember. Always wooden, wooden spoons. spoons. And put makeup on their face. <laughs> yes. Even if, they, even if they really don't want it. <laughs> and You might have to restrain them. To put it, put the makeup on, and but. you should make them food, some comfort food. And yep. if they don't eat it, then force it down their throats. Yep, it's a good thing you got the tube down her throat, her, her throat, and not her like lung hole. Right. I was like, how does he? No, this, he's doing this job for two bits a day. How is he successful? I guess he pours it in. If she starts gurgling, then he's like, okay, wrong hole. Try again. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. Ah, yeah. So, and what if that tube was dry? 
She doesn't look like it didn't she's look got like very it was, hydrated. It, it didn't look like it was lubed up pretty it, at, at all. So, so they sit down. And he says, "I'll help you." Explain to me why the devil would be interested in you, and then the devil appears to explain himself. Mm-hmm. Because I love you. Look at you. You look like a <laughs> you. You're halfway to look like a demon already. <laughs> I'm into that sort of thing. <laughs> so. He makes a plea for her love and her soul, and they start to parallel each other in across the room, and they start crawling towards each other. I that was, was really, really, yeah, kind of the way they were moving was very unnatural and creepy. And right. again, the physicality of both of their performances and the way they were even entwining, it, it gave you like a real serpent kind of like thing. The scorpion and the snake. The creepy, ca- right. And, and the fact that the way the shadow snake wrapped its way around her it's, yeah and kind of pushed her away from the wall it's such a simple such a simple visual trick but very effective right exactly so she is just giving over giving herself to lucifer is she or is she trying to get him to see you know she already has his name at this point no i think she's fully succumbing well then what why because with dracula she was clearly just trying to get information out i don't of think so i think as soon as she got his name she snapped out of it but i think she was giving over to the seduction okay well I disagree. I think this was a ploy to get them to to analyze to have them come out and and you know that I don't know because in, in a lot of like magical type lore, having someone's true name gives you a lot of power over them. Just thinking of the Dresden Files. No, it's not just the Dresden. That's where the, Dres- the Dresden Files is also pulling from the same magical lore. But yes, the fucking Dresden Files. If you have someone's <laughs> true name, that could that could be, but I don't think that that's the case because uh-huh. she always had Lucifer's name. Lucifer. She just didn't know who he was working with. Um, but also, I don't know that that even is his true name because he says or, that's your favorite one. Or Dracula's true name. Uh, Dracula feel like he gave it up. I don't know. You're, you, I could be reading too much into this. I don't know. That's fine. I'm struggling gotta, to understand. I just got a different read on it. Okay. Um, I think she's giving in. And then Dracula appears and makes Lucifer cower in the corner. So surprise, he surprise. is the master of Earth Domain and... Her eternal soul could rule heaven and earth, or hell and earth. It makes me wonder if we're ever going to have like a battle on the spiritual plane where Lucifer will have the upper hand against the Dracula. Dracula. That'd be a good fifth, fourth season. (laughs) (laughs) And when, where would be like even footing? Like, what is what is Vanessa's domain? Because she has both the spirit and the body. Mm Hmm. Where does she, where does she hang out? At on, a donut on, shop on I Earth, think. I think. And then once her battle's over on Earth, she'll she'll go to heaven. Isn't that what happens? I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's the only place I guess she'd be safe. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like bad things are in store for Vanessa. <laughs> they always are. So Dracula does appear, and she's demanding his name. He's got his own fun shadow wings on the wall behind him, mm-hmm. and. They reveal that they are only after her together. They just each want her. And she's, I feel like my read on the situation is she starts to succumb to his seduction as well. Um, and we see that she is just imagining his hands on her body. Uh-huh, Not that was pretty so cool. much the two are actually there. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Acula reveals himself. <laughs> he does. Reveals himself plain. <laughs> 
Um, you so, have no medical degree nor power here. Be gone. <laughs> That's what she was saying in her satanic verse, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to get to that. Um, so she she pulls away as soon as he reveals his name and she says, I know who you are. I know what you want. See, this is why I think that's why I say it was just a ploy because as soon as she got what she wants, she snapped out of it. Yeah. And she starts to channel Joan of Arc and she becomes no more than a blade of grass. But she is evil. It's so weird because very- she's like saying, I believe in God and he's going to protect me. But by the OBT oh, dubs, I'm going to show you absolute evil. And this gives him this devil speech. Now, the other thing is. You know, especially with all the, the timey-wimey bullshit going on in Game of Thrones right now, I'm kind of hyped to see it. She goes to visits the cut wife and learns how to speak the devil tongue after her experience in the sanitarium, right? Yes. So does that mean she's actually going back into time in her re- recovered memories and using her Verbus newly Diablo. acquired powers as she gets past this to defeat them on this mental plane or is this an ability she's always had and she can subconsciously use it and it was repressed by the trepanning and the cut wife helped her uncover it yet again yeah that sounds good or is it a combination of a and b or is it that it's all happening inside in this manifestation in her mind and you know how like when you sing a song in your head and you're perfect singer sure (laughs) Exactly like that. Or the bath, uh, the shower. Same thing. Yeah. Something uh, about water makes your voice perfect. Yeah. But I don't know. So, it's uh, pretty interesting. I also like the concept. Are you trying to reveal a plot hole here? Because I'm not down with that. No, no. I'm not trying to uncover a plot hole. I'm trying to use this as to understand what I actually saw. Because it's not like... I mean, this happens entirely in her mind. And right. we have a little Dr. bit of guidance Seward from Dr. Wasn't Seward. actually there with it, her. It, exactly. So, like... Who is to say what exactly they're trying to So, yes, I think her modern-day mind could have said the right things and hovered off the ground to make these things go away so that yeah. she could go back to present past time with the orderly. Well, and the fact that she can banish both halves of the devil with some words and the power of God. The devil's own words. Using black magic. I mean, that's that's interesting that you would use it's essentially fighting fire with fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Lord side, um, I could, Constantine plays with some of that shit too, doesn't he? Yeah. The the character, the the, the Marvel is it DC? It's a DC. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he's in the Justice League Dark now, and that's mm. a DC property. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not unheard of, but it's it's certainly an interesting, very gray take on uh, you know blending the Christian mythos into this other stuff, mm-hmm. um, which they do a pretty good job of. Right. But I also like the concept of the fact that not only is the, the, the Lucifer weaker than he is on Earth, but the Lucifer is getting weaker all the time because of the age of reason and because of science pushing back the superstitions, whereas Dracula gets more powerful because he draws his strength from eating of flesh and drinking of blood, things that are real. Right. Whereas the Lucifer is making this kind of like last ditch, pardon the phrase, Hail Mary for Vanessa so that he can fight this war and win because if he doesn't, you know, another hundred years, how many people even believe in the devil? Like even a lot of Christians say that the devil is more of a, you know, a construct to understand good and evil and less an intelligent person. Right. And Dr. Acula is a man of science. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's right. He he studies uh, penguins and narwhals (laughs) and scorpions. So 
yeah. as things are cataloged and named, he becomes even more powerful. <laughs> so uh, Dr. Seward tries to coax her back out again, and she says, I'm not ready. I have more to do. That's, um, it turns out that the best weapon against Dracula is global climate change and species extinction. If you can, like, just, you know, knock this planet down to three or four species left on it, well, he's got not a leg to stand on. Right. You need variety in your meals or you can't exist. <laughs> That's right. He's got one foot on a grave and the other on a banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the orderly comes back to her and her hair is gone. She is pre-surgery. Mm-hmm. She's been prepped. And uh, why don't they shave her head bald? Because they just don't give a shit. It's more to humiliate her than it is for any kind I know, of I mean, the reason, reason you shave anything is to keep the hair from getting matted up in the wound. So maybe that's just good enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it makes sense. And also, maybe that's All just the a prep, and they're, and they're going enough. to just, they're just going to straight razor shave the area, the actual area they're going to operate on. Yeah. So he tells her that he's leaving, and he's seen enough horrors, and that he wanted to stay and help her, but... But She's not going to be there anymore. I gotta, and but I got to do me. I'm and... weeping in front of my boy and can't have that. He's going to think it's okay for a man to cry when he grows up. <laughs> can't have that. That's no way to live in Victorian England. <laughs> nope. And uh, he says that he's going to stay on until tomorrow when she's getting her surgery. And the last thing he wants her to see, and the last thing I want her to see, is a person who loves her. Mm-hmm. And it's him. And uh, you couldn't see it, but she just made heart literal heart eyes like the emoticons. It did shot, not. Shot yeah, you did. Quite the yeah, opposite. You did. Rolling my eyes did not make the shape of a heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So he's leaving and she will be too eventually. Mm-hmm. And they'll never see each other again as they are now. What the hell are you talking about? They're totally going to see each other again. We know I they said see they'll each other never again. see each other ah, again as, as they, they are, are now. now. Uh, true, true, Jesus. true statement. Get it together. Um, any thoughts on him just leaving her? He seems so committed to the cause. I felt like that's a valid thing, although it's kind of a of a dick move to tell her. Like, just say if if you're going to like, don't make the show. Just you can say I want you. The last thing you see is someone that loves you. But I don't think you need to make a big show out of leaving because if she's going to be a complete vegetable like you predict, let then her just, enjoy this last night. Yeah, and just peace out. You know, maybe put makeup on her again just one sure. last time. Yeah, I wow. mean, but I don't know. Uh, in, for purpose of the story, it probably works better that he explain all this so that we can see what becomes of him. Right, which I'm dying to see, and so is he. Get it? Yeah, Get it? yeah. He's no dying kidding. to see because we know he gets chewed up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so that is what releases her from this hypnotism, hypnotic state. She returns to the office. It's, it's been a while. There's a lot of wax cylinders on the table. There is a lot of cigarettes in that ashtray. There are indeed. A lot Uh, of burns on her hand. She, she missed a lot of appointments and (laughs) she's been billing her overtime. So there's that. Renfield's been eating a lot of flies (laughs) with the glass to the door listening. Exactly. He's got five journals filled up out there on his desk yeah this must be interesting you know i bet he's really i bet he wishes he could bring that guy back to life and kill him again because boy oh boy unveiling it and unveiling the secret to her early really seems like it's going to interfere with his plans of taking her body what are you talking about the fact that the his one of his familiars came to her in the the house of mirrors and essentially 
spawned this plot that right. really fucked him hard because yeah. he could have gotten her body without any resistance. Exactly. And now she's got full shields up. So, But she did break up with him. Well, I guess it was that guy's fault. So, yeah, you're right. Exactly. And not only that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally her, his fault. So it's just, I'm so I'm saying, he wishes he could bring him back and kill him again. Yeah. Or maybe death is too easy for him. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to see how he's going to do go continue with the smooth and suave route. Although she still doesn't know, you know, the Doctor Good, Doctor Doctor Acula angle here. So he could still worm his way back into her heart from that that side. That's true. Just being his sweet babbling old self. Sure. Which I'm so into. And again, it's hard now that I know he's literally a fractured half of Satan. Very hard for me to get into the headspace where he's just giving charming lectures about anthropology and and uh, arthropology and all the different apologies. Really? Yeah. Um, Satan turns out Satan's an interesting guy. Yeah, he's got a softer side. Still hot for him. All right. Um. Any other thoughts about this episode? No, I do not think so. Uh. So let's get the feedback. I'm gonna take the emails this week uh, you can send emails to penny it's like we're two halves of an evil entity <laughs> they've been thrown out of bald move <laughs> uh you can send your feedback to penny earful all one word at baldmove.com or on our forums forums.baldmove.com we always keep a weekly thread for you to give your feedback on uh first up kelly g says what an amazing episode we don't see a lot of plot, but that's fine by me. Watching Vanessa and Orderly before he was the creature was so engrossing, I barely noticed an hour had gone by. I have a feeling something terrible is going to happen to Orderly before he actually gets to leave the asylum. I keep thinking of his messed up face and how much worse he looks than both Proteus and uh, Lily. Something happened to this guy, and Frankenstein did his best to patch him up, but it didn't work out so well. Do you think the experience of working at the asylum has made the creature what he is? He has impulse control issues and alternates between cold hostility and flashes of anger. He seems mentally unbalanced at times. Has his work at the insane asylum imprinted on him somehow? Was he cursed to suffer as those under his care did? We know that Lily definitely carried over her experiences and Proteus did as well. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on what the deal with uh, Lucifer and Dracula is. Can Dracula shapeshift? Do they both do possession? So confusing. Is Dracula stronger because of the earth in his, is his domain? Lucifer definitely seemed to be cowering in the corner when Dracula arrived, which seemed odd being the ruler of hell being afraid of the master of vampires. Uh, let's talk about these things first. Number one, are the experiences from the mental institution carrying over to his life? I want to say no, because it seems like he was a caring and gentle soul. And But on the other hand, maybe the inhumanity of the way the inmates were treated kind of wore off on him some way psychically. Right. I mean, this person seems... Like a compassionate, kind person who doesn't like poetry. Caliban is a monster who loves poetry. Don't you think he was protesting a bit too much, though? Because he's like, oh, I don't know poetry and I'm no hand at figures or read. But he he smashes the poetry read session. Right. And he builds ships with his son. Wooden ships. Yeah. Like, that's a more urbane hobby than I would imagine... Uh, Workaday stiff would have right back in the jolly old Victorian age, yeah. Hellscape London. It seems just like uh, a complete opposite version of what he is now. Yeah, I felt like we covered the whole you know vampire versus Satan and how they're kind of two sides of the same, the different sides of the same coin. 
Uh, so let us move on to the other email. David F. Uh, says, slightly childish question, but justified in the buildup of the season seems to be doing. Which of the following physical fights do you think we're more likely to see near the climax of season three, if any? One, Dracula versus the Wolfman, Ethan. Two, Dracula versus Frankenstein's monster, John Clare. Three, Frankenstein's monster versus the Wolfman. Or some epic three-way brawl. Three-way. Uh, and he says, parenthetically, wouldn't be the first three-way of the season. Har, har, har. <laughs> Apart from Dracula's general evilness, I can easily imagine a fight starting between Ethan and John Clare over, of course, Lily slash Brona. That's a real clusterfuck of jealousy, rejection, deception, and male rage, and I can think of no better way for it to resolve than a good old-fashioned smackdown. Of course, I imagine Brona could probably hold her own on any given Sunday, as I believe you Americans say. <laughs> uh, David, by the way, is from London. And he's an no expert. No kidding. Now that I, I've, I've actually noticed his last name. He is an expert in wolf lore. He's the one that uh, commissioned the American werewolf in London Ooh, on behalf of his brother who got married. Uh, Congratulations. In the second degree. <laughs> I would count Mr. Hyde in this, but we've yet to see how powerful he is in his transformed state. So... What do you think about these potential? I so I, I would love to see a uh, John Clare Caliban against Dracula. Caliban, that's not one of. Oh yeah, it was one of the options. Caliban okay. gets his memories back. He and Vanessa team up as a super duo and they fight Dracula, Doctor Dracula. Excuse me. I don't have any idea how to uh, to to properly calibrate the powers involved here because it seems like Dracula would just beat the ass of Frankenstein's monster or a wolfman and but Vanessa can beat him because she's got the dark arts she doesn't have the physical strength but she's got the dark arts it seems but on the other hand they keep on saying Ethan's the wolf of god which so far just means he can rip people's heads off which right. they've also talked about a lot about they mentioned god's bloody throne they talk about that specific phrase a lot. Really? In, implying, implying that maybe God's got a little bit of a dark side in this universe. <laughs> well, duh. Haven't you read the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. True. Uh, but I, I I don't know. Um, I think, I guess if I, the power, I, I, and I also feel like that Ethan would probably whip Caliban's ass in his wolf state. Uh, what? He, Ethan would. Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying Caliban would beat him. Yes. I uh, think Ethan could kill anybody in his wolf state. And I but and I also don't think that they would fight over Lily or Brona because I think that Ethan is pretty much moved on to Lily. Or no, I'm sorry, pretty much moved on to Vanessa now. Right. Although he seems to be tempted by Hecate and also you know, Vanessa has moved on to Dr. Sweet. Right. So, I don't know what I'm saying. I I still want them to get back together eventually. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But I'm not going to root for some other kind of pairing. And I, but I just don't know what a, a fight between a, a vampire and a werewolf looks like. I mean, I've seen Underworld. <laughs> I, a lot I, like that. I've seen Twilight. I, I, I know Not different, at all like that. That's what I'm saying. I know there's permutations of this fight <laughs> that I've seen, and neither one of them seems like it's completely applicable. This can't be the season where we get the all-out fight between everyone, but... Uh, I've cast my vote. He also wants to know, what do you think the progression for Pinier Dreadful is beyond the season? Assuming Dracula's defeat, destruction in the season, a big if, where do you go from here? Satan himself, that was already kind of a proxy war via the witches of season two. How do you differentiate Satan, interestingly, from Dracula, other than dressing him in red? 
what if eyes be red? What if somehow at the end of this season, Dracula and Satan, Lucifer, are able to remerge so they're one whole fallen angel? You want that? I don't want that, but I'm saying that's a, that would be. He's asking for a clear progression. Well, that's the clear progression. That's true. I mean, how do you defeat them separately? How do you defeat them together? Right. Like that's the thing. You've you beat them. You beat them all separately now they combine their powers and captain planet comes out and now what do you do i mean that's like that's that standard voltron logic you know right. you, you you got this this crazy creature and you can't beat him with your spacesuits and you can't beat him with your lions then you pull out voltron and then you pull out, so it's like i feel like that's they've already introduced this duality they're playing with the concepts of blending dualities. I feel like the language of the show is already setting us up for this possibility, and that would be pretty crazy. Because eventually, you've got the classic problem of like the Cthulhu series, which when mankind struggles against literal gods, what the fu- what's going on? It's Batman versus Superman, only more of a power discrepancy. But man always wins in those stories. No, usually man gets his sanity eaten. And and thrown into an insane asylum. Best case scenario. You're you're speaking just about a Lovecraftian yes type of story, but uh-huh. then you threw Batman and Superman in there. Sure, but then I threw, threw so firmly with, back to Lovecraft. In every instance, court. with the exception of a Lovecraft story, man always wins. I don't know. You don't know. In the canonical version of Batman versus Superman, uh, Batman dies. So who really won? I was I was calling the Superman Batman. and Batman mankind. Ah, so you're saying so no whatever who force wins, they're we teamed win. up against, evil being the supernatural. I think you're losing the plot. You're losing the plot here, okay. Zack Snyder. Uh, the, the point is, like, I if you really have like humans involved in this cosmic battle, now maybe the fact that if Vanessa is literally Lilith, that she's kind of a, a demigod herself and Ethan is too, maybe their union, like, you know, the whole get to fuck already kind of business, maybe right. them working together is a, but it seems silly that a witch and a werewolf can defeat the arch nemesis of God. Do you remember? But I guess God, that's the other thing. God could put his big thumb on the scale. Right. Which, why not? You're God. Yeah. Jesus. I just don't understand religion. Um, <laughs> so... Do you remember the episode, I think it was in season one, where they went to the seance sure. and woke up Vanessa? Mm-hmm. The bitch was woke. Yep. Um, someone accused her of being Lilith, hmm. and she says in whatever demon voice, um, no, much older. Hmm. How do you get much Well, and that's the other thing right? is what Satan said is before, before time, it but was it could be and me. Yeah, but that's the confusion with that scene in particular is is that Lilith's or not Lilith, jeez. Vanessa's whatever is inside of her, whatever demon or uh-huh. or spirit that is old and has these demons drawn to her. Uh-huh. Was that the what was speaking or was it like the devil itself oh. saying that it was much older? I do not know. But Neither do I. So, Gretel B says, The show's mythos have confused me again. I accept Lucifer and Dracula as fallen brothers who want separate parts of Vanessa. They're the pillars of evil, and that was well done. But there's a third spirit inside Vanessa that has Lucifer and Dracula cowering in the corner. I get that Vanessa could inevitably become the final threat, like the Dark Phoenix story. 
but it doesn't track well to have three uh, seasons of... Not super- the only one making comic book analogies here. <laughs> oh my gosh. It doesn't track well to have three seasons of super- superfluous threats when she could have just cleaned house from the beginning. This may not be a problem for most viewers. I've just seen this attempted before and it didn't work out very well. Well, it is kind of, you know, it's like you had the key to winning all the time. But, you know, part of it is that I guess the journey is the destination to some extent. Mm -hmm. Like that's you can't hand wave everything away. But the fact is, if Vanessa has for very for various reasons had this stuff locked away and didn't know it. I mean, you could all I mean, Luke Skywalker could have stopped whining on Tatooine and gone whip the Emperor before oh a new God. hope if someone had just told him he was a Jedi. Star so. Wars analogies with this guy. Uh it's not always. Sometimes it's Batman. Uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes right. you get you gotta have the hero's journey and uh I'll let Vanessa have that. Or maybe it's the demon's journey. Right. You'll and allow it as well. The idea of her becoming the big bad is kind of interesting as well. Right. I mean, I don't think they'll do that. I don't. I don't think like, they would do that because maybe that's, God that's, has abandoned her. That's a very hard way to to tell a story for a, She's an entire season. Going to take over season. hell and earth. You heard it here first. Aaron says <laughs> no, that's no, the way no, to no. tell a story. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a it's a tough road to hoe, but it seems interesting. It's an interesting concept. Um, finally, Rennie says the only thing I don't quite understand is how Doctor Acula works exactly. Lucifer is a spirit being that can possess your soul. I get that. But if Dracula is a flesh being, how does he change his appearance and how did he get into the room? In the book, he can turn into animals and mist, but never into other people. Or he can age or de-age at will. The way I understand it is Lucifer possessed the actual orderly and Dracula shape-shifted into a man that looked just like the orderly. Or was Dracula a sort of projection? Can he make himself look like anyone? Well, we've seen in the past where, you know, when we actually see an external universe view, Vanessa's alone in these rooms. So I think this is all, I don't think the devil, any fragment of the devil actually possesses these people. I think this is happening on a, in a different compartment in her brain or different temporal plane. Right. So that's how I kind of explain it. And also that, you know, va- uh, Dracula always canonically has uh, telepathy. Right. So he can just be like, mind if I cut in while you're you mind see fucking. Me, see me now. Yeah. Uh, so like, it, I guess it doesn't bother me because I don't think there's actually a physical uh, possession because, you know, the orderly saying he literally is in the middle of his sentence for the entire 10 minute scene. And then they come back and he's finishing his sentence. So like, I don't think he was actually possessed or any of that shit happened. I think this was all happening inside her head. Right. I agree. Um, that's all the feedback we have for this episode. Yep. Once again, if you want to send us more, pennyearful at baldmove.com or on our forums at forums.baldmove.com. And also, uh, I haven't asked this for a while, but if you could help us grow this show, that would be pretty swell. How do they do that? Uh, you can give us a rate and review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. Uh, you can share on social media sites if you have friends that are into Penny Dreadful. And they like to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. You can, you know, you know the type. You got friends you're trying to bug and watch Penny Dreadful, and you finally got them in. Now, now you just it's time to bug them to listen to the podcast. Uh, send them to baldmove.com. It's really easy to retweet and like stuff and share stuff on social media, or if you know people are discussing it in other forums and places on the internet, you can you can mention uh, if, again if if you like the show and you think we're yeah. we're worth it. But uh, I got my soul sister listening. Who's your friend you brought? 
Uh, I can't even get my co-host. To, I'm, he's he's the most implacable foe. All right. Uh, but expect yeah, these people to do that. <laughs> I, I'm going. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make it a point <laughs> to grab someone and say, "Have you heard Opinion Dreadful? Uh, you should listen to this podcast." But yeah, Just no, stick it's, a tube down these people's ears and force our podcast into it. Yep, pour that boiling broth right into their <laughs> lungs. And if they if they if they're not gurgling, you're not doing it right. So. <laughs> But no, we 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 we'd appreciate because this is a great show and uh, needs more exposure and uh, more people talking about it. So, right. uh, if you can find it in your heart to help support us that way, that would be great. Make like Ava Green, disrobe and expose us. Expose us. <laughs> <laughs> disrobe us and expose us. Wipe your makeup all over us, and also <laughs> and brush wipe your it hair. Off later. I, my hair could use a good brushing. Yeah, I could. Uh, all right, that's it for the week. We I can't wait to see what happens. Like this is yeah. like Sunday nights are so fucking awesome now because you got Game of Thrones and Penny Ar- Penny Dreadful. Oh, Penny Penny Dreadful. Penny almost said Penny Arcade. It's a whole different thing. Uh, <laughs> dueling it out to see, and they're both been really really pitching pitching fast fastballs. Uh-huh. So uh, it's another embarrassment of riches we got. All right, that's it. We will see you next week for the next podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Cecily. Bye.